And uh, we're going to look at uh, the topic of wisdom this afternoon. Uh, the Bible talks about two, two types of wisdom. Uh, there's the wisdom of this world, or what the Bible refers to as man's wisdom. And then, of course, there's the wisdom of God. And it, the Bible teaches pretty clearly that uh, God's ways are far above our ways. His wisdom is far different than what our wisdom is. And uh, because of that, uh, one of the things that we battle even in our Christian lives is questioning uh, when God brings things to, hap- to pass in our lives, uh, trying to figure out what God's reasoning is and what God's heart and mind is because we look at those circumstances from man's point of view. We look at them from man's wisdom. And uh, very, very important, especially in the day that we live, that we as God's children have His wisdom. Um, And for us to do that, I think there needs to be uh, two things that happen. First of all, I believe we need to understand the fallacy of our wisdom. If if we don't understand that, then uh, the next thing that has to happen uh, is not going to happen. Uh, And that is we need to forsake our wisdom and not not continue to hold to it and practice it and live by it. Um, we've got to understand the fallacy of it. And the fact that the wisdom that makes a difference, and the wisdom that the Bible talks about that is rewarding to us, and that is the Bible refers to it as a gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, is, the, is the wisdom that God has to give. And uh, I will say this, that the Bible says when uh, Jesus was in his teen years and as he was growing up, that he grew in stature and in favor with God and men. And can I tell you this? I believe that when we have godly wisdom, that we are able to be in favor with God and with men. Uh, we're able to deal rightly with people. And uh, I think we're living in a day where uh, <laughs> we could easily look around and say, there just needs to be some wisdom uh, you look at some of the craziness that this world holds to today in politics, in our civil uh, moral laws that society has decided they're coming up with. I look at it and I say there's no common sense to that. There's no wisdom to that. There's uh, a lot of fallacy involved in that. If there's ever a time where God's people need to not only have godly wisdom, but need to enact it in their lives and, and, and live by it. It's the day that we live in. I believe that when the Bible tells us that we're to be the salt of the earth, that part of that responsibility is that we handle ourselves and behave ourselves with godly wisdom. Uh, so let's look in Proverbs chapter number 4. We're going to look at a couple of places in Scripture, so keep your Bibles handy, because uh, we're going to look at a number of Scriptures this afternoon. Proverbs chapter number 4, if you will, and let's read down verse number, um, uh, you know, we'll just start in verse number 1. We're going to read down to about verse number 6 or so, 7, somewhere in that range, okay? Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother, He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. 
and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. And one of the wisest men in, in, that's ever lived um, was Solomon. And we know that Solomon's wisdom came from where? Where did it come from? It came from God. You remember when he was a young man and was um, knew that he was going to be king, and God appeared to him and uh, for, uh, was, was going to give Solomon whatever he asked for. And he could ask for wealth. He could ask for power and might. Uh, he could ask for uh, a long reign, but he asked for wisdom. And the Bible says that God gave him that wisdom. And not only did he him the wisdom, he gave him all the other things that he could have asked for as well. So we understand that the wisdom that Solomon had wasn't Solomon being a wise man. It was God working through Solomon. And by the way, any wisdom that you and I ever have is only owed to the grace of God. It is, is He that works in us and through us. And, you know, the Bible talks about us being a vessel and fit for the Master's use. And I think one of the great fears of our lives, one of the great uh, concerns I think we ought to have, is to make certain that we are a vessel that is fit for the Master's use. Um, if, if, he's, if He's saying, I want to use somebody on earth, I hope He can look at us and say, there's somebody I can use. You say, well, does he do all that? Well, you know, when Satan came to, to, to God um, and was talking, it was before God, God asked him a question. He said, Hast thou considered my servant Job? He said, man, this guy, he's an upright man. He's one that uh, skeweth evil and fears the Lord. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I think he does. I believe when God looks down uh, that he looks for folks that he can say, there's a vessel that is fit for my use. They're able to be used by me. And I think it ought to be one of the great uh, goals of our lives, one of the great uh, pursuits of life, to live in such a way that we are a vessel that is fit for the Master's use. Now, we do that uh, by God's strength and, I believe, by God's wisdom that He gives to us. And uh, we find here that wisdom is the principal thing, Solomon said. Therefore, get wisdom. Uh, it, he tells us that it will help to bring us into favor. And he says in verse number um, verse number 8, Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring to thee honor when thou dost embrace uh, her. Uh, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. And so again, there's some benefit to having the wisdom of God in our lives. And so I want to give uh, several things here. We're going to look at some scriptures. Uh, I've got five or six uh, places where uh, the Bible talks about how we get wisdom. Um, it's one thing for us to know, yes, we need to get wisdom, uh, but how do we get it? How, how do we accomplish that in our lives? Uh, years ago, uh, somebody told me that uh, I, was, I was actually it was during some of my flight training. They said, you know, we hope that uh, you survive all your bad judgments long enough to learn good judgment. You know, and by that they were saying. Sometimes you have to make bad judgments to learn how to make good judgments. I, I was reminded when they told me that, uh, a fellow had mentioned to me years ago, he said, a smart man will learn from their mistakes, but a wise man will learn from someone else's mistakes. We don't have to make them ourselves. I, I, it bothers me when a parent says, well, I can't shelter my child. I've got to let them 
uh, see both sides and experience both sides and let them choose for themselves. No, you don't. You need to shelter your kids. Keep them from it. They don't need to taste it. That's called wisdom. Learn from somebody else's mistakes. Learn from the people that have already gone down that road and it didn't work for them. And teach your children wisdom and godly wisdom at that. So let's take a look in Scripture and find out some things that God has said uh, will give us wisdom. Look, first of all, in Exodus chapter number 31. Exodus chapter number 31. And uh, let's look in verse... Uh, we'll start probably start reading in verse number 1. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, we'll start in verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called, uh, I have called by my name uh, Bezel, the son of Uri, the uh, son of her of the tribe of Judah. And I have noticed this. I have what? Filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Can I tell you this? One of the great benefits of being saved is we have the Holy Spirit of God residing inside of us. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit does for us is He helps us to have the wisdom of God. We find here in Exodus that God has given by His Spirit wisdom uh, to uh, this person in Exodus chapter 31. Look with me also in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. In verse number 4, let's go back to verse 1. We'll read from there. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would uh, not have you ignorant. You know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Do we see that? There are some gifts that are given to some, but not to others. But the Spirit of God, the manifestation of the Spirit of God is given to every man, here the Bible says, to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. There is a gift that the Holy Spirit can give to us, and that is wisdom, God's wisdom. Now, we use this phrase, the word of wisdom, that is given here in this Scripture, and there are churches out there, that will tell you that the word of wisdom is something that God has given extra biblical. That this word of wisdom is something that God gave to the preacher that's not in Scripture and it's for you. Can I tell you, that is not what is spoken of here. The Bible is speaking here of the fact that the Holy Spirit of God gives wisdom to our words, to the things that we say, and it is the wisdom of God. It's something that God gives to us as a gift. I will say this, I believe it's impossible for an unsaved person to have God's wisdom. I believe it is possible for Christians to quench or to grieve the Holy Spirit in such a way that we do not have God's wisdom like we should. And so the idea, the, the urgency of walking in the Spirit is, is, is a, it's a very vital and a very urgent matter because it's one of the things that gives us not our wisdom, but God's wisdom. The gift of the Holy Spirit giving us that wisdom of God. If we grieve the Holy Spirit or we quench the Holy Spirit, we, we lose out on the wisdom that God has for us 
in that, in that uh, condition. Look also with me, if you will, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 4. Deuteronomy, chapter number 4. Deuteronomy chapter number 4, verse number 1. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. So they're trying to learn the statutes and the judgments of the Lord. Now, in the day that we live, where do we find God's statutes and God's judgments? Where do we find them? In God's Word, Okay. Ye shall not add unto the word, verse number 2, which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may what? Keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baalpeor. For all the men that follow Baalpeor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye, did, but ye that did cleave unto the Lord, your God are alive, every one of you to this day. Behold... I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should uh, do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Keep, therefore, and do them. What are we talking about here? What are we supposed to keep, therefore, and do? The statutes and the judgments of God, right? We find those in God's Word. Keep, therefore, and do them, for this is your what? Wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. So we get a wisdom from the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom. Secondly, we get wisdom from God's Word, from His statutes and His judgments. Not just, not just knowing them, but He says here, look in verse number 6, Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom. Can I tell you this? You can know a lot of Bible up here and still not have God's wisdom. Wisdom is the application of that knowledge. It's, it's putting into practice those things that we have learned from God's Word. And so the, the wisdom doesn't just come from reading and knowing God's Word, but in doing and keeping God's Word. And it gives us wisdom. This is one of the sources that God gives to us wisdom. Look in Ephesians chapter number 1. Ephesians chapter 1. So number one, it is a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to us. Number two, we get wisdom from God's Word by keeping it and by doing it. Ephesians chapter number 1. And I think I wrote the wrong verse down here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, we're going to skip that one for now because that's, uh, that's just a, a follow-up verse to the one I just gave you. I'll have to find that one and give it to you. All right, number 3. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 9. Proverbs chapter number 9. I haven't written the wrong verse down in a long time. Maybe I have COVID again. Proverbs chapter number 9 and uh, verse number 10. Very familiar passage of Scripture. A lot of people memorize this, and we try to teach it to our children and especially young people. But can I tell you this? It's as true for older folks as it is for younger folks. In verse number uh, 10, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What do we mean by the fear of the Lord? Do we just mean uh, respect or reverence? 
I believe it goes a little bit further than that. Uh, I'll, I'll try to illustrate it this way. When I was a kid, um, if I did something wrong or contrary to what mom and dad's law was or what mom and dad's rule was, I got whippings and I got whoopings. I got both of them, sometimes more whoopings than whippings. And, um, and I will tell you this, they brought wisdom to me, not because I was scared of my mom and dad, but I understood and I learned very early on that when there are, are things that I do foolishly, that the, there are consequences that I have to face. And there was a, a, an understanding of that. There was a, uh, such an understanding of that that it changed my conduct. That didn't mean that when I came home from school, I walked in the door scared to death of mom and dad. Not that kind of fear but a reverence to the point of understanding that God is a holy God and God is a just God. And that there are things that I can choose to do of my own accord, but I must understand there are some consequences. I'll pay for that. I was talking to somebody just recently. I'm thankful God uh, God forgives. And, and by the way, God forgives every time. Amen? I'm thankful for that. God forgives Every time. But just because God forgives does not mean that we don't bear the marks and the wounds and the scars for some of the decisions that we made in the flesh. We still many times carry that weight with us. And so what, what, uh, what we're learning here from, from Solomon is that this, this fear, this understanding of the consequences of a just God uh, for our unholy actions... There, there's some understanding that comes from that to the point of wisdom. It changes our conduct, knowledge, and action. The fear of the Lord. I understand there's coming a day where I will stand, because the Bible tells me this, back to the second reason, the Bible tells me this, there's going to come a day where I will stand and give an account of the deeds that I've done in my body since the day I was saved. Not to judge me for salvation, praise the Lord for that, but to judge me for reward. The Bible says that some will suffer loss of reward because of this. We, we learn from Scripture, and it teaches us to fear the Lord. We live then in such a way as to be pleasing to Him. And so the fear of the Lord brings wisdom. The, uh, 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 Solomon writes this. So we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God that brings wisdom. We have the fear of the Lord that brings wisdom. And then just look over one chapter, to Proverbs chapter number 10. Proverbs chapter number 10. And let's uh, look down in verse number 31. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse number 31. The mouth of the what? Just. Okay, who are the just? I'm thankful that in the day we live, the just are those that have been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. The just shall live by faith, the Bible says. Those that have been saved shall live by faith. The mouth of the just bringeth forth what? Wisdom. You know where we get wisdom? We get it from the Holy Spirit. We get it from God's Word. We get it from fearing the Lord. Can I tell you this? We get it from other Christians that are, that are uh, uh, living in the wisdom of the Lord. There is a benefit for God's people to uh, fellowship and to talk about godly things and biblical things and the issues of life. There is wisdom. In fact, the Bible talks about there is wisdom in the multitude of counselors and the implication of that is in the multitude of good counselors. Let's say it this way. 
in the multitude of godly counselors. Not just any of them. Uh, we, can go, we can go to the world and, and get some ungodly counselors, and if we're not careful, there's not wisdom in that. At least certainly not God's wisdom. Uh, in fact, there probably would be wisdom, but it'd be man's wisdom. So, understanding that there's another source of wisdom, and that is from other godly people that are experiencing and living in the wisdom of the Lord. Again, learning from someone else's mistakes. Have you ever gone through a valley? You've prayed and you've asked the Lord, Lord, are you trying to, you know, chasing me for something that I need to get right, or what's going on here? And you realize that it's not a chastening, but it is a trying and a testing of our faith. And yet it is not pleasant. We don't like it. But when we come through it, we have experienced the grace of God. We've experienced the sustaining strength of God in our lives. And we come out wiser and stronger on the other side of the storm. You ever gone through something like that and think, why did I go through that? Anybody ever do that? And then just a few weeks or months later, you come across a younger Christian or someone who's just been saved. And they start going through the exact same issue. Now I know. I did. I went through that storm because God could trust me with it so that I could then take what I've learned from that and be a help to someone else. You ever thought of that? Maybe that's why Paul says that we ought to rejoice in our tribulations, knowing that the trying of our faith worketh patience. Understanding the fact that God is entrusting us sometimes to the trial so that we can be sharpened, so that we can grow, so that we can be strengthened. Because He knows that somewhere down the road there's going to be somebody here who if they had to go through that trial at, the, at where they were at, they couldn't do it. And they need somebody that can come along with them and say, you can make it. I went through it too and God brought me through it. Can I tell you this? We get wisdom from other Christians. Others that are living with the wisdom of God in their lives. That's why I believe fellowship is so important. I really do. I love it when our, our, we had our senior luncheon the other day. I, I sat back. I was sitting across the table from Brother Richard. And we were talking for a little bit. And at some point I looked around and, and everybody's just talking. They're, they're showing their phones to each other. And the women are all talking about the wedding, you know, and everything. They just, they're all just... And I thought, I sat back and I looked over at Brother Richard. I said, this is good. This is good. It's good for our people. Because we learn wisdom from one another. And God allows us to... The Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. And so a man sharpeneth the countenance of a friend. And the idea that we help one another, we edify one another, we build each other up. And that's the way God patterned it. That's the way God set it up and made it. Was so that the weaker can help... Uh, the stronger can help the weaker. And can edify them and teach them in a spirit of humility. And so we gain wisdom from... Uh, other believers, other Christians. All right, number, uh, what are we on? Number five. Number five. Let's look in Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one. If wisdom is the principal thing, and that by all means we need to be working and laboring to get get wisdom, then I think it would do us well to learn 
what God's opinion is on where we get this wisdom. So let's look in Colossians chapter number 1. And uh, let's look in uh, verse number 9. Let's back up to verse uh, 3. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth, also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love, notice this, in the what? In the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to what? Pray for you. And desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all what? Wisdom and spiritual understanding. Where else do we get wisdom? By praying for one another. Paul heard of the work of faith that God was doing in the hearts of these people in Colossae. And the Bible says, and Paul tells them, he says, I've, Since the day I have heard about it, I have bowed my knee and I have not ceased to pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom. Paul was praying for them. Paul was saying, Lord, fill them with your wisdom. Help them to understand. Help them to know. You know where we get wisdom? When other people pray and ask God, Lord, fill them with your wisdom. There are times we take prayer requests here. And oftentimes the request is, I've got a decision to make. Or I've got some things coming up on the horizon here that are going to be difficult for me to go through. And what we're asking for is we need people to pray that God will give us the wisdom to get through it. We, we get wisdom when other people pray and ask, us, ask God to give us wisdom. I think that's a very important thing, that we pray one for another. I, I hope people pray for me as, as the pastor. Lord, give him wisdom, please, because I trust me. I know how I preach. I listen every once in a while, and I'm like, what was that? Uh... I hope that people pray, Lord, give him wisdom. I hope that we pray for one another. Lord, give them wisdom. James says this, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth all men liberally, and abradeth not. You have not because ye ask not, and sometimes we ask and receive not because we ask amiss. But can I tell you this? We need to pray for one another to have wisdom, but according to James, we also need to pray for ourselves that God will give us wisdom. So number five, we get wisdom by praying. We get wisdom by praying. Asking for it. Asking for the Lord to give us wisdom. And number six, Colossians chapter 1, you can stay right in the same chapter. Let's go down to verse number uh, 24. Let's start in verse number 24. Who now uh, rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory of this mystery 
among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the great mystery. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Whom we, notice this word, whom we what? Preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all what? Wisdom. You know where else we get wisdom? From preaching. We get wisdom from preaching. Ezra, when he stood up and he read the law of Moses, the Bible says in Nehemiah that he also gave the sense thereof, caused them to have understanding. You know, preaching is nothing more than that. We don't preach what, what, we, what we have. We don't preach our knowledge. We don't preach our wisdom. We take what God's Word says, we give the sense of it, and help people to understand it. That's what preaching is. To help understand the Word of God. Why? Because there's a great mystery sometimes. And Paul spoke of it here. There was one that was hid, now it was made manifest. And so we find that in verse number 28... Then he says, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. So we get wisdom from preaching. Now, there could be other things in Scripture. I'm not going to tell you that this is an exhaustive list. But these are some things that I think will help us when it comes to this thing of seeking for God's wisdom in our lives, that we look in the right places for it. I fear, and this is one of the, the great concerns, I think, in recent years that I've had, not only in my own life, but in some things that I have seen and watched and heard other people say, and that is this, that we will claim that a decision we are making is God leading us, and that we have His wisdom in the matter, when the truth of the matter is we have just taken it upon ourselves and it's our wisdom. We've got peace about it because we want it. And we mistake that as being God's wisdom. Can I tell you this? God's wisdom will never, never, never contradict His Word. It never will. If you ever come across something that you say, I believe that this is what I'm supposed to do, even though the Bible tells me differently, and God has given me this, I'll tell you this, God hasn't given me that. That was not his wisdom. I was reading, um, trying to remember who the author was this week. I was read, reading a couple things, reading a book this week, and I came across a, a premise. I'm going I'm to give you the gist of it as, as easily as I can. The gist of it is this, that man is willing to make God the center of his life, provided only to the extent that we think that God makes man the center of his life, uh, of himself, and that Man is the center of things. Meaning that we claim that we want God to be the center of all. But in our minds, we bring God down to human level. And then we say, okay, God is the center of that decision when it's really nothing more than our own wisdom. And uh, I think we've got to be so careful of this. I've heard a lot of people blame they intend to give credit to, but in actuality, they're blaming God for something that they say is His will, when the truth of the matter is it's nothing more than our will. So we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful that when it comes to this thing of wisdom, that we go to the right source for God's wisdom, not man's wisdom. And that we be very careful. The heart is certainly deceitful, isn't it? Above all things. In fact, it's so deceitful that uh, 
it can deceive ourselves. The Bible talks about that. The fact that we cannot know our heart as well as God even knows our heart. And so we've got to be so careful of these things. So let's take these things and look to the right, the right sources for God's wisdom and pray that God will not only let us know His truth, but that we will live it. Because until we live it, it's just knowledge. And only by living it will it be wisdom. All right, let's stand together and we dismiss. Father, we're so thankful for Your Word. We pray that You'll bless it and use it. May it be something that uh, through these short lessons in the afternoon of helpful things, just, just practical uh, teaching from Your Word to help us in everyday life. Lord, may we learn from it. May we, may we hold to it and uh, utilize it in our lives, we pray. Dismiss us now with Your blessings. May we honor and glorify You throughout this week. Lord, we, we so long to lift you up and point men to you. Give us opportunity, we pray. Bring people across our paths that we have the opportunity to share your word with, to be able to talk to them about you, to point them to you. 